Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of Square Triangle. I am Decca, of course, uh, with X and Sharky. Hello. Um, and today we're talking about SummerSlam, and uh, that sure did happen. Sure was the pay-per-view that happened. It was a weird card uh, mm -hmm. and a weird pacing to all this, I think, too. But we'll get oh. into it. Uh, I think I think overall, uh, what, what were you guys' overall thoughts about it? I enjoyed a majority of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to the final match. I, th I think the bloodline story has probably officially jumped the shark. Um, yeah. And now they're just like doing stuff to keep it on TV. It feels like, uh, this is also coming from report. Uh, this is also kind of giving some, I guess, credibility to the reports that Roman is not going to be at the next three premium live events. So they need to fill that space with, I guess, a new part of this bloodline story. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's there were some low moments, but and we'll get to that match eventually. Um, yeah. The one match that I think we all know is like, wow, this was a bathroom break. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Overall, uh, I thought this was OK. You know, it started off really slow the first few matches and then it just kind of built from there. Overall, I enjoyed it. It it was decent, but this has not been one of their best Summer Slams. Yeah, no, this, this is just one of those things where it just felt like another WWE event because they don't have any time to really build anything. Yeah, they're, what we've been talking about. It's like during SummerSlam, they're like, "Hey, four weeks from now, payback," and I'm like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" Like, at least they're giving us a consistent stream of content. But yeah, but this podcast. was just this was a really, really, really slam to say the least and um uh I, I can't really give it my seal of approval but it well it was decent you know obviously the main event was going to be the big match in this show and that delivered a couple other matches delivered but beyond that i was just like man when, when, when are you gonna turn the when are you gonna hit the gas on this pay-per-view yeah and that's man, it didn't come until late in the pay-per-view yeah it didn't really feel like there was a lot of energy for the first half yeah. of this card uh, the first match, however, was pretty good. It was the uh, Logan Paul Ricochet match, which it's continues once again. Logan continues Paul can wrestle. To, I I hate that he can <laughs> wrestle, and I hate that he can wrestle as well as he does. Bad people can wrestle really well. He, News at eleven he is otherworldly in the ring. Logan Paul is, and yeah. I can't stand the guy. He's a piece of shit as a person. Yeah, but I'm glad he's a heel in this fight. In ring. Yes, you know, glad he's a heel. He's the perfect heel, though. Like, yeah, he's very hateable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so starting this off, a uh, ricochet coming out in full Optimus Prime getup. I don't know if you guys uh, noticed that gear or not. He is yeah. he is full Optimus Prime today. He's transforming yeah. and roll out. And I mean, this was like ricochet a prime. Yeah, this was like uh, the first half of this match was just like ricochet for the most part on the offense. And then you had your pivot to Logan being on the offense. There was the just seeing him do a fucking standing moonsault. I'm like, God damn it, Logan Paul. Like he also did a buckshot lariat to the outside. He did a on Ricochet, which I, was really that good. That spot was sick. Like it was wild. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet at either all out or all in. I'm gonna see Hangman do that too, just because it's like I can't be one upped. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I be one upped by this fucking I'd be kid. surprised if Hangman does that shit off the stage at all in. It did uh, hit Ricochet weird. Great. It looks like he went right into the corner of the barricade, though, which I was concerned yeah. about. Like, he got hit and, like, drove right into that corner, and I was like, ooh, that might have not been as smooth as it uh, they wanted it to be. And then Logan doing a really good, like, shoulder check into the, the corner of the ring, like, making it really sound like a good meaty impact, too, to kind of give Ricochet an advantage here. And there was a... He straight up did Nikita Leon's like leg drop. Yeah, Logan Paul did. He yeah. straight up like did the splits and then leg dropped. And it's just also, like him and Ricochet had some references to WrestleMania 18 in there where he did that, and then Ricochet like did the people's moonsault. Yes, yeah, they did of. do that. Uh, I forget uh, what it was, but just Ricochet's. I think it was called the detonation kick. Yeah, that he does. The... It looks so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did that into a Death Valley driver into the moonsault. 
And I'm like, shit, they're showing us that Ricochet can still wrestle. <laughs> it's like we've always known that or it, something. He was just never it's given like, a chance to shine, though. That's Ricochet the thing. never stopped being Prince Puma, y'all. Just saying, yeah. no, he didn't. He's still like, that he's fucking st- He still got that guy. He's still that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's still that dude. He really is. Uh, there was the really cool spot on the outside uh, with the Spanish fly to Logan. And I think this was Actually a great doing the spot properly now. Yeah. And I think this was a, just a really good like starting match for tonight to get the crowd hyped and everything. Mm-hmm. I do know that Logan wanted to go on first so he could leave and get to Jake Paul's boxing match, which he did all the stuff on social media. He showed up in SummerSlam gear like he didn't even mm-hmm. bother going to the locker room. He just showed up in his wrestling gear to it. Brock Lesnar moment. Brock Lesnar moment. <laughs> we'll get to that too later. Um <laughs> We'll get to that next. What do you mean later? And then a classic finish yeah. from a guy that I have never heard of, one of Logan's friends, uh, slipping him mm-hmm. the brass knuckles and Ricochet selling it like he just got fucking <laughs> shot. <laughs> like <laughs> Ricochet does the best like rubber legs to completely like fold himself over and then fall over. <laughs> like he sells those great. so good. And uh, yeah, Logan gets the win and mocks uh, mocks uh, Kayla. Can't remember all the uh, announcers. Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, he mocks her uh, after the match, saying like, "Announce the winner," and then just nah. But he's a great like, heel. Do it again. Do it again. He's a great heel. It's Samantha sold that shit perfectly. By the way, mm-hmm. she did. I mean, just seeing I, I, I love that she can have any facial expression she wants and just announce properly. Yeah, I think I think that's remarkable. Um. Interesting that they keep mentioning her. Um, I feel like, like she this, might be. I feel like this is going to be spot. a running storyline, and I'm like, why <laughs> are we really going to build up Ricochet to Logan to WrestleMania? Is this the plan here? It's Which, SummerSlam. They're not. You know, they don't do much WrestleMania planning until at least the Royal Rumble. Fair. And we got seven. And we got about seven months in between that. So uh, I'm not sure they're going to do that right away. They might I, come back to it at some point, you know, like Decker said, right before the Rumble. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they're not doing that right now. I feel like we're getting a long Logan Paul Ricochet feud, though. Look, it gets it keeps Ricochet busy. I'm I'm for it. It does keep Ricochet busy, especially with Braun uh, being out injured and all that. That was another thing he did. His, he did. Uh, Logan Paul did his running power slam. He did do the running power slam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great starting match. Ricochet can go. I hate how good Logan Paul is. Just every time he wrestles, it's just he gets better, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. But I respect it at least. I really do. Yeah, I mean he's out there busting his ass, and yeah. I Look, mean, I guess I, when if you're, I was trained by Shawn Michaels. I would also be really good. Yeah, I was thinking about. It, I'm like, if you're just like, I guess, born with this charisma, you can use it for good or good and evil. And he's kind of like walking the middle ground at this point. So, no, no, he's still using it for evil. He's, he's still using a wrestler. It for evil, but he's still a re- but he can also just translate it to wrestling, and it's like fuck, dude. Uh, then the next, the next match on the card is Brock and Cody, and I feel this should have been later, but it makes more sense now that Brock did what he did after the match mm-hmm. without anybody knowing that he was going to do it. Like if it was planned, I'll be like this. Okay, this might should have been probably the end of the night, but no, this was a great. Uh, I would say like a great like a pass last the torch thing. Yeah, it was like a pass the torch thing. Uh, but God, getting to that was fucking dull as shit. This match fucking sucked for the first ten minutes. Match was practically the match from. The and, and to me, this was the start of the slow point of this yeah. pay per view. Also, it really I, was because this and the following match. It was typical trying to keep my eyes open. Yeah, this the first 10 minutes of this match, it, at least oh, it no. felt like 10 minutes just fucking sucked. And I'm like, this is definitely Michael Hayes producing this fucking match. Like, yeah, <laughs> so he's still producing matches. He shouldn't. He did. Yeah. And I'm like, how can this man produce this fucking match? And then just with the help of Jason Jordan, produce the Roman Reigns match later. Which we'll get to because that actually has a few plot holes in it, too. Um, but yeah, this whole story of this match is Brock is just trying to beat Cody down for a count out. Uh, 
which is very weird. I thought they wanted to murder the shit out of each other in the last few weeks. So the fact that he's not just tearing Cody apart and busting him open like he did Randy Orton I, is beyond me. So I think it's the typical Brock murders face and Cody is too stupid to quit. You know, yeah. Yeah, kind of match. They didn't have to do it for as long as they did, though. <laughs> it's no. like... Uh, he just keeps throwing him out of the ring, throwing him out of the ring, and Cody keeps beating the count, and then he gets F5'd, and Cody beats the count, and then he F5's through a table, which, it's not the F5 that breaks the table, it's the, after the bounce from it, the second hit breaks the table. <laughs> so, they like, I watched it again, and it was like, yeah, the impact of the F5 doesn't break it, but Cody bouncing is what breaks the table at the, at the end of it. And, uh, then it's like okay another beating the count out there's a really full a uh, really funny moment where cody's in the ring and he slaps brock's chest and you just see mist because brock has been sweating despite not doing anything in this match it's like he's an old man like brock was sweating enough that his beard was dripping and i'm like bro you haven't done anything <laughs> like you've just thrown this man outside of the ring a few times like that's it uh and it's just they do the whole turnbuckle spot again where like the cover comes off. This is the second time in a Brock Cody match that the spot has happened. And I just don't know if that's something that Cody just loves doing or if that's like a Brock thing. But this whole like first half of this match was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's like but eventually, eventually we actually get into a real match. Uh, Cody uses the steps, which does not get him a disqualification, which may be a glaring plot hole in the booking of this match. Sometimes we apply rules to matches, and sometimes we don't. And I guess this is one of those times where they just either didn't or they forgot. I think that could just be the Screw statement. It. Sometimes we apply rules to matches. Basically. Like, AEW does that shit all the time, though. They do, yeah, though. And I'm just like, well. I'm like, guys, just fucking just companies just start making sense. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it a lot for world title matches they do um, they, they're like we want to be New Japan yeah so he uses the steps uh, a few disaster cutters Cody breaks out of the Kimura and then he locks in uh, the Kimura on Brock and Brock is selling like a madman <laughs> like around here is where like if you got Brock selling like that, like Brock is Brock like is, when you got Brock selling, uh, it both it means he respects you and and B Brock's a really good seller. Yeah, he is like I am going to put you over mm-hmm. tonight as somebody. Uh, straight up a uh, deadlifts Cody though to slam him down and get himself out of the out of the lock though, which was pretty funny to see. Mm-hmm. And then we have our big uh, Cody finish of taking down the monster with the triple crossroads. Which the third one took a little bit of time to get Brock back to his feet because I think Brock was selling too good on that too. Either that or he was tired. One of those two. That yeah. man's just tired. Uh, and then we tired. have a then we have a whole like Brock showing Cody respect, and it does feel like that passing the torch because it wasn't there. Didn't uh, Cena do this for a match? Some time ago. This. I remember he did it with Daniel Bryan. That was yeah. it. I think that was it. Yeah, so I mean, this is like yeah. this is the big passing of the torch. And somebody brought up an interview from February that Brock did saying that it, it feels like it, he feels like it's time he starts giving back uh, to the company, too. So I think this may be uh, Brock, you know, on his way out finally. Yeah, good for him. But yeah, definitely putting Cody over, making him like this is the baby face of the company. Mm-hmm. And, and we are pretty much. On the road now him, for Cody back to the road. Yeah, we're we're putting him back on the road towards Roman Reigns again. We, we had the we had the little he got off he exited off the highway a little bit. They, you know he had to get, he had to find his he had to find his uh, on ramp again, but he, <laughs> he got there. To, he had to stop for gas. So. And that's yeah. really what this was, and um, I think that in the coming months we're gonna start getting some build towards that. I'm pretty certain Cody's gonna end up moving to SmackDown at some point. So, you know, I just I guess this is the point where they just on ramp him again towards Roman. Yeah. Uh, there's there are zero I I think we get a couple pay per views where he's still on Raw, like the next couple paper makes two or three maybe. Um and then I would be surprised if he was still on Raw uh by like the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just who's the feud now, though, to get him to wherever he goes to Roman? It's he doesn't like, need to go. He doesn't need to go to Roman like right now. Right now, no, he doesn't. But no, I'm, I'm saying like who's who's next on the block? You know, like Judgment Day again. So well, like, I did read some rumor that it may or may not be Bray Wyatt, but I'm not sure. Oh I don't god, know where we both, go with Cody. Neither is going to come out better. This is what Bray does. Uh, of <laughs> like, and to be honest, I'm kind of done with it at this point. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just if like, I had a nickel for every time someone said um, Bray Wyatt's coming out on XYZ pay-per-view, I would be rich. Yeah. yeah. Somebody brought up, brought up a, hey, it's been, what, three or four years since the worst ending to a match on SummerSlam, and it was the fucking Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, uh, Kale in a Cell that was match? ended by ref stoppage. Oh, like, uh, yeah. And everybody hated that. And everybody correctly hated that. It was just so bad. I don't think you. I don't think anybody comes out looking better after Bray. I mean, the fact that LA Knight is still going as strong as he is after that fucking he's the only Pepsi sponsored Pepsi match. He was the only person that came out better after Bray Wyatt, and now he has this massive following. He's better. He's he's he worked hard now. at that. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, speaking and. Speaking of that, uh, the LA Night Battle Royale. We're just gonna call it that because this was just LA <laughs> Night. This was just the LA Night Showcase. Yes, it was. Uh, and then the big teased return is just Omos, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> like, are we still fucking doing this? I like Omos. He's gotten better, and I said that, but I'm like, he's a big ass return, and then it's just Omos, and I'm like, guys, I don't think you understand that people were expecting, you know, somebody else. Maybe they were literal about it. Yeah, uh, I didn't write down a lot of notes for this battle royale. It's way too chaotic. But some of the things that stood out to me that I can see going forward, stuff like Grayson Waller and The Miz having like a little exchange. Chad Gable I, I, looking fucking great. And it's time. It's just his time, please. Look, damn it. Just give me Gable versus Gunther and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. What what where was it when they had like a back and forth exchange? It was like some triple threat match or like some kind of like battle royal where they had a back and forth. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. And it's just Gable here in this battle royale, just doing everything and just being great. Uh, we're getting a fucking AJ and carrying cross feud. And I'm like, who the fuck asked for this? <laughs> No, it's still continuing. It's been going on for a couple months now, and uh, I do like Cross's new. I do like Cross's. I like his new look. The beard and him growing his hair out actually like he looks better as a wrestler to me now. But fuck, man, he is fighting an uphill battle for me giving a shit about this character. Uh, I think it ran out of steam. It did. Well, he he came back and and then he lost every feud. He hasn't recovered since. Adam to, Cole obliterated him in the promo. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. Adam Cole basically destroyed this whole mystique, and then he just ghosted. He's yeah. like, I'm just going to do Cole AEW ruined right this that. man's career and then <laughs> on the way out. Like, he just said, "He's just like, well, take that piece, bitches. Destroys, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going with my girlfriend and my people I, in AEW. Destroys Carrion's career. Doesn't elaborate. <laughs> like, <Nope. laughs> That's that's what Cole did. Uh, I love Adam Cole, man. God, it's so it's and he's I guess he's slowly working back, (laughs) but fuck, he needs to win this feud with AJ. Like you need to start giving him something, you know, he's starting to go that direction of Matt Riddle right now where they're just going to not do anything with him. Also, did anybody else see what the fuck Matt Riddle was doing with his hair? This man had three braided pigtails in his hair in this Mm, fucking battle royale. Look, he had two look, great. He had like one on each side and then one down the middle. And he just had three fucking like pigtails. Hey, like, Riddle, Riddle, look at me, look at me. Please see your therapist. Yeah, he's. I mean, and WWE said like they're not gonna really like push him much anymore because of all his personal issues and stuff like that. And Please see your therapist. It kind of sucks too that Randy still hasn't been cleared at all to come I, back to I wrestling. I do not think Randy's coming back. I don't think he's coming back either. And apparently, Biggie was told. It'd probably be in his best interest not to wrestle anymore. So we probably lost uh, two superstars in the next year or so. I uh, do, I do understand he is trying to do something on commentary. Which he does want to do commentary. Entertaining. 
I, I would really love Biggie on commentary. Biggie on commentary. Speaking of which, Michael Cole's now being considered like the face of WWE on commentary. He's on both shows and will be on every live event for the pay per views. So, Michael Cole, hey, let me let you let me let you in on a little secret. Kevin Patrick was ass in color con and uh play by play. Yeah, yeah. Um, every week, uh, I try to watch Raw and he just sounds like he's you know out of breath, panting and shit all the time. Every time he said, goes to say something, no. Corey Graves tends to like take over in some spots and it comes it's, off really weird. It's really hard. It's really hard for any future play-by-play to enter the WWE because they have Michael Cole as the, as the benchmark. And like, rightfully so, I'll give the man his fucking flowers. He's he so, fucking sucked early. He's so much better now that he doesn't have somebody screaming in his ear. Yeah, the fact that he can just talk now has improved him in that my in my eyes just so goddamn much. Vince should break his neck more often. And on top and- of that, I kind of I kind of credit Pat McAfee with helping him out along the way too because mm-hmm. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee they were, were great the best together. I love Pat McAfee okay. on commentary. He made Michael Cole better in a sense, and I miss that guy. I really do. Yeah. Uh back to this battle royale it comes down to Seamus and LA Knight and they pull off the spot that they botched on TV uh LA Knight jumping onto the top turnbuckle for the suit for the not even like a suplex it's just more like a backdrop like an overhead belly to belly I think they were yeah. trying to go for and uh he didn't botch it like he did on Smackdown where he slipped on the ropes uh doing his best Jeff Hardy impression but uh. Yeah, Ellie Knight wins and is the uh, face of a Slim Jim commercial. So that Slim Jim commercial was entertaining. I was sufficiently sports entertained by it. I was sufficiently. Uh, I when I saw that it was Slim Jim, I was like, oh, that's why they had Macho Man on the promo so much. This mm-hmm. is just a fucking Slim Jim ad. This is the yeah, sponsored Battle Royale sponsored Slim Jim. Yeah, they partnered <laughs> up again. Yeah. So Ellie Knight kind of taking Are on that role. Lord? Is actually like pretty funny because I think he'd fit really well into that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a 20 man battle royale. I mean, Austin Theory getting a jobber entrance just could take the fucking title off of him at this point, please. Like, he's just he's not even a champion anymore, I think, for the company. It's just like we'll take the belt off him eventually. I don't need who got actual like intros. I know LA Knight did, Omos did. AJ, AJ Styles. Styles he got it's like, one. They gave like six people. And I mean, looking at this 25 minute battle round, just seeing like Ludwig Kaiser and Champa just being jobber entranced into the match, I'm like, God damn it, Champa. They can't, they can't <laughs> give everyone the entrance because it's going to take up. I bet they all came out to like the whatever they use as as regular WWE music now, Probably. or they came out to like Born to Be Wild. Yeah. And certain people get interested. And, uh, and going back to Austin Theory for a minute, just to back that up. You know, every single champion, you know, in the last year or so, you just got to go back to think about it since Triple H took over as creative. Mm-hmm. Of all the champions, you know, that have pretty much been featured, the United States champion, Austin Theory, has just fallen off a cliff. I think the Cena thing damaged him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. starting to show more and more every day. It's just, it's like he's not injured. He's there. He has the belt. I You're saw just... I saw an interview where uh, they asked Cena, like, hey, you know, you kind of like fucking buried him. What what gives? Uh, and he was like, I don't know. He told me to, he he said it, he said it was all right. And yeah. again, it's, it's another case of to a, a wrestler buries another wrestler and then he just dips out <laughs> get back to Hollywood. Going back to being peacemaker. Yeah. Okay, you know what? He's like, well, you have you have fun with that. I'm gonna go make millions of dollars with movies. Yeah. Let him call. It's just like Spider Man uh, meme. Just like God, uh, just let let Gable or let LA Knight just take the belt off of him at this point, please. <laughs> LA Knight. LA Knight. Yeah, just give give it to LA Knight. I mean, the man came back and was starting a feud with Hit Row, and, Hit, and nobody from Hit Row was even in that battle royale. So it's like, look how low on the card they are. At this point. But I mean, yeah, Ellie and I gets the big win uh, over Seamus. I'd actually love to see that feud continue. I mean, just those two would just probably beat the shit out of each other. Yep. 
And I mean, Seamus has been pretty vocal too that after a clash at the castle, his momentum just stopped. Like he just he had that big triple threat, but like they did not do anything else with all that momentum behind him. So I think uh, this I think he'd be a good opponent for LA Knight to go over and you know get that push and everything. Then we get to this, whatever this match was. This MMA rules Ronda versus Shayna, which I think we said in the Discord submission with extra steps. It was submission with extra steps. It was like fight pit without. It was a fight pit with without the fight. Without the pit. It was a fight pit with less steps. Yeah. I mean, I've I wrote some notes. It's submission match without with extra steps. Shayna just gets kneed in the goddamn face. Uh, and then my third note is this match sucks because it really did. This, I I think the way they were going back for back and forth in promos and the way the video package was set up, does any two any other two wrestlers in the company, I would be all right, cool, let's see where this goes, because it's specifically Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, two wrestlers I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit um, about them either. <laughs> like, um, I'm not I'm not invested at all. If it was yeah. any other two wrestlers in the company, it would have been a great feud. Yeah, and on top of that, the, the, the worst part is, you know, the video package was really effective. It was really good. You know, it was some thought and it was some thought and some effort put into all of that. And it just got wasted on this match because you could tell the crowd was just confused during the entire match. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They, they didn't uh... know what the hell the direction this match was. This was all over the place and you could have just went and got concessions during it. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, so I mean, this match starts off with Shayna getting kneed in the face, like, and Shayna looks out of it after that for most of the match, and then Ronda. Before that, Ronda gets just kicked in the face by Shayna. Yeah. Uh, some submission. There are this. Uh, this match sucks, chance, but they're they're drowned out on the production. They're. I was gonna say they're muted by the production. They're, they're not drowned muted. out. And then uh, Ronda just gets choked out. And Shayna wins, and I think it went for like seven minutes. So, thanks for coming back to WWE, Ronda. Now, please just leave. Now, please leave again. Well, she is uh, on her way out again. She is on her way out, which I think. Yeah. This feels like the Brock Goldberg thing, where both mm. of them were going out of the company, so everybody shit on the match. I think people just shit on this because, like, we just get Ronda out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's largely nobody really cared in the first place. So. Yeah. Shame there wasn't like a Becky Lynch to give both thing. of them stunners at the end, like like yeah. Rock Lesnar. Fucking the fact that the Becky Lynch and Trish feud doesn't end here, like that's not on the card. You know, it's like what the fuck are they doing with the booking right now? Instead, Becky's just on Instagram, you know, like fucking chilling on the beach and playing with lemons and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, we could have just had that match instead of. Ronda versus Shayna. Yeah. That would have fared a lot better, and the crowd probably would have been more invested in both of them. Uh, I will say, uh, I do appreciate Shayna's gear coming out here looking like a full Chaos Space Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a Warhammer nerd. Fucking nerd. I thought that was pretty cool. I saw the the eye, the Chaos Marine, like, eye that had her uh, spade in it, and I was like, oh, I get that reference. I understand that reference. Because I have Warhammer minis that I'm slowly putting together. I will say so far, um, and I think this is like the halfway point of the pay-per-view at this point, mm-hmm. that these matches have been like okay to bad, um, yes. but the right person has won every, every single match every so time. far. Yes. There's the thing, the booking has been consistent across who needs to win. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the few things they were getting right throughout this entire pay-per-view were the winners. And uh, But like I said, this was the slow part of the pay-per-view, like at that yeah. point, I was like, this pay-per-view is very mid so far, but it does mm-hmm. pick up after this match. It does. I believe the next one's the IC match, right? Yes, it is uh, Drew yeah. versus Gunther, and I don't know what they're doing with Drew at this point. He's just been on a losing streak. He comes back I mean, all... He was going up against Gunther. What do you want? I mean, he still he like comes back to this huge fanfare and then just loses with his balls on the ropes. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm happy that Gunther is probably going to break a record. Like he's been holding on to it. He's, he's been a got great a month. Like he's been a great IC. Another thirty or so odd days, and then he breaks yeah. a record, and that's when he loses. A, a know, great, um, a great champion though. Like he's yeah deserved it. I just wish they had a different like line of people to feed to him. That I, didn't hurt Mystiques. 
I don't think this hurts Drew's mystique, actually. I think Drew's a former several-time WWE champion. You know, he's won every title in the company, I think, except IC belt. Um, uh, maybe. And I, so I think no, he, he was afford to take an L here. Oh. Back, back when he was a... Uh, the baby-faced baby and shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The chosen he was one. A, he was a kid. Uh, in a match produced by Abyss, that we did call this right. This was just big men slapping meat, like yeah. this uh, beating the shit out of each other. This was just two guys just beating the shit out of each other. You know, yeah. it's a classic European smack fest in the in the ring. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I was interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just Gunther slapping the Claymore. Uh, they're on the top rope, slapping each other. And just Gunther having just a power bomb as a finisher, like just a classic move too. I think just it helps too because it's like he's strong enough that a simple power bomb is enough to just put you away. Yeah. Where most people can take multiple power bombs and keep going. Ward low moment. Yeah. So it's just it. Gunther definitely just looks stronger. I mean, the finish wasn't as clean as I feel it should be. Uh, there is the uh, like push onto the top rope and then, you know, hitting the power bomb to retain. Uh, Gunther also did a splash in this match. Like the man went to the top rope, it just came right down on Drew McIntyre and pretty good frog splash. It looks like, yeah. But yeah, we're uh, on track for Gunther having a uh, what over a thousand days. <laughs> it's like now nah, he's gonna break the honky tonk man's vegetable. He's gonna he's break like the honky tonk seventy seven days. Tonk, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't been for that long. That would have been years. Sorry. Uh. Keep getting all these new these these long reigns are new to WWE. It's so hard to keep track of things now. It's it's surprisingly easy to keep track of who's champion at the moment, at least. It is. Yeah. I don't know who the new women's tag titles will be, especially if Sonya Deville is out with injury. Sonya and Chelsea, yeah. I think it's just time to retire those fucking belts. It's just time to burn them. Um, those things are cursed items. Okay, the tag team titles. Just burn. They've been cursed ever since Sasha and Naomi yeah. walked out. They've been cursed before they that. Put I some, think. They, no, no. They put. They may. They may have. It may have been a little bit of a curse, but they put some stank on it as they left. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were they just like, in, like, fuck these belts. <laughs> every every champion after that, you know, either got injured or you know they had to drop the title for some reason. Just, just it's just time to end the women's tag team titles and just get them like a second. You know, get them like an intercontinental title or United States title, whatever. Just yeah. get something other than these belts before somebody else gets hurt. Yeah. Then I think this next match probably has the most storytelling going into it. I mean, the uh, the Cody Brock, the Logan Ricochet, like all that has like a story built around it. But I mean, this one is like very classic wrestling. Like this one's a story that's been built for seven years between these two guys. Uh, it is the Finn and Seth match. For the uh, world heavyweight title, mm-hmm. Finn coming out with the t- seven tattoo on his, his shoulder that got separated, which he had to relinquish the universal title. Seth doing the mind games, wearing the same gear top that he wore during that match seven years ago, constantly dressing in a way to oh, play yeah, mind Adam. games, and throwing it at him was pretty <laughs> was pretty funny. Uh. I thought he was going to throw it into the crowd at first. I thought Finn was going to be like, fuck you. Mm, chunking into the crowd. This you match. Start- I would have kept that shit, too. Yeah, uh, this match starts in a way that I think just everybody should start a match against Seth Rollins. Is that when he's soaking in the crowd, you just beat the shit out of him? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is the second time that's happened. It is uh, the second it happened. Who was the first one? It was Omos, wasn't it? I think I so. believe it was Omos. It was Omos. Omos uh, just, like fucking booted him. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And surprising, there's a lot of mat wrestling at the start of this match. Like, Finn is doing a great job trying to fuck up Seth Rollins' shoulder, like carrying into that storytelling that they've had uh, building up to this match. Because Finn wanted him to feel the same pain he felt seven years ago when yeah. his shoulder got separated. They even did that spot where they powerbombed into the, into the in yeah. outside. 
Yeah. yeah. Finn hit him up. It made it much safer where he didn't even actually make contact with it. But, you know. This is why this is one of my favorite matches on this card. Because of the details they put into this match. This had care. The story. This had care put into it from a storytelling standpoint. It had thought process put into it. It's what it Who did. produced this one? Uh, I can look that up. Uh, yeah. Finn VSS producer. Uh, Jamie Noble. Again, proven that he's pretty fucking good at what he does. Yeah. One match. When he's not but, running JJ security. Yeah, I'm one. Like, we've been talking about, you know, a few of his. I think we talked about a few of his matches mm. uh, over time. And I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. But I think he's done a few matches recently, too, that we've talked about that were really fucking good and i think that's what happens when you get people who have actually wrestled into helping set up matches and not just a creative team of tv writers and other things Speaking of i don't which, mind uh, tv writers doing like promos but there's a difference when it comes to actual like ring work yes yeah just when it comes to ring work i mean backstage in both companies aw and wwe you have former wrestlers with a mind for this. I mean, even Daniel Bryan, uh, even Brian Danielson has been, you know, producing some matches and stuff like that. Oh, and so. uh, WWE just recently brought in Nick Aldis from uh, the NWA and Impact to be a producer in the company also. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what he does as well in some of these matches. All these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All these nuts. Uh. But I mean, I just got off work, guys. I don't I care. Know. I, you got off work. I've had to deal with some dumb shit at work. It's just been a day for a few of us. So, yep. yeah. Uh, after all the mat wrestling kind of ends, we get our usual Finn Seth style match. Uh, sling blades, dives, uh, just Pele kicks, like just all the biggest, all the greatest hits from both of these guys. Mm-hmm. And. A pedigree, surprisingly, from Seth Rollins. Seth has always teased a pedigree, but he doesn't usually get it hit. He usually gets it countered. Yeah, he usually gets it countered. Uh, pedigree gets a two count, which I'm wondering if Trips feels about that in some way. I protected my finisher for 15 years. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's yeah, weird because Seth actually used that as a finisher for a while while he couldn't do the stomp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got. Just a, a whole like back and forth segment on here, and it's just at a fever pitch where these guys are just beating the shit out of each other, and then they both go down, and then Damian Priest shows up, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, where is this story going to go here at the end of this match? And I think Finn's starting to get a little paranoid because Damian Priest is like, no, hit him with it. and priest is like are you cashing in he's like hit him please (laughs) like it's just this whole miscommunication and then you have uh like all this stuff happening damien priest shoves it in finn finally gets the idea damien tries to go to distract the ref and finn gets stomped onto the briefcase it was a good spot it was a good spot uh, it's a good. It's a great ending. It's honestly. a great ending. He gets the finish. He looks at Damian Priest. We get the meme picture of Damian Priest that's been going around of just disappointed <laughs> Damian Priest, which I, I appreciate. Know. I don't know. I have a different kind of outlook on that man on, on how that ended though. It just seems to me like they left something ambiguous here. Like, was Damian really trying to help Finn, or was he hindering him? My, I just uh, wanted to find out where that goes on Raw tonight. So my friend, suge- mean, my friend suggested it's like Judgment Day is built on take out the guy above you. I yeah, mean, they yeah. do it with Edge, so yeah, just like Bullet Club was. And ironically, yeah. the leader of it is the leader of Judgment Day. Yep, the former Something's leader of Bullet change. Club. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so there you go. Probably going to start seeing the uh, the dissolving of the Judgment Day in the coming. Uh, PLEs. As long as they keep uh, Ray, uh, Rhea and um, I think Rhea and, and Dom are going to stay Dom together. together. Rhea, uh, Dirty Dom. Dirty that's Dom. just money. Dirty Dom and Big Bronson Reed. Two Vince names that he has given people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, this was a great match. I think it was placed well on the card, too. Like, this was a pretty hyped match. And then it only goes into two more hyped matches. But I'd say the next match isn't really, like, the hyped hype one. I think it's what happened afterwards. Oh, for sure. Is what uh, got the crowd back into this pay-per-view a little bit. We have our Asuka, Charlotte, Bianca triple threat. I will say, as as a certified Charlotte Flair hater, um, I still thought this match was good. Like, I don't think uh, Charlotte Flair took away from the match because uh, the way I like Asuka and Bianca Belair to wrestle, they still got to do that. Yes. Um, but Charlotte Flair just kind of popped in every now and again to shitly boot somebody. And the thing with Asuka and Bianca is their, their pace, and this goes back to WrestleMania also, mm-hmm. the pace at which they wrestled was really fast. Okay, and they just do this so, and they're so well in the ring together. And uh, I guess Charlotte, she seemed kind of off in this match. Maybe that was because of how this was paced between Oscar and Bianca, but it was noticeable. There was a few sloppy spots uh, in this match. And, I mean, it's your typical women's triple threat. They have moments of two wrestlers showcasing against each other. You have all, like, the biggest hits from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to the spot in the, there's this whole thing that happens in this match that is very, very perfectly sold by Bianca. She goes over the top. You hear like a sickening crash on the steps. And then she's like holding her knee, just like screaming. So it's like, Oh fuck. She's injured. Like that's that happened. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah. shit. And then there's like a moment of hesitation in the ring with Charlotte and Asuka, like, oh fuck, we're down a person. Yeah. But then they keep cutting back to Bianca going up the ramp, and you're like, oh, it's a hope spot. Like <laughs> she's acting. She's she, an actor. If they had cut to it she's once, really good at it. If they had cut to her once and then focused back on the ring, but they were like every few Things like focusing back on Bianca, like trying to get up the ramp, like stumbling and all that. It's like, she's not done. She's coming back. <laughs> like, And she comes back and we get a really good finish with a really good camera angle. And Charlotte takes the mist to the face, which comes out very wet. I think Asuka had a lot uh, of that mist in her mouth because it came out like it wasn't a miss. It was like just water hitting Asuka in the face. Like a super soaker. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And she go and there. That happens while Bianca is locked in the figure four. But then she rolls up Asuka to retain the title. While Charlotte is like screaming uh, in pain. No, Bianca won the title. Asuka Bianca won the title. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it was another lackluster reign for Asuka. So that's unfortunate. And then. During the celebration, EO Sky's music hits and the crowd goes fucking insane. Yep. They know exactly what is about to happen. Oh, of course. Uh, she lets Bailey beat the shit out of the two other people. And then she turns the briefcase on Bianca while Bianca's beating the shit out of Bailey. It's a lovely moonsault, as only EO can do. And EO's our new champion after a cash in. And Once again, the right people won. The right people won, and the crowd... Injuries always set up cash-ins, if you hadn't noticed. Like, Bianca got injured, and it was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw you at the end of this match, yeah. because Bianca's a little limpy right now. Yeah, Bianca was happens. limpy. We're like, put a pin in that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crowd went fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Zio. The, the, yeah, is she... Io is over with the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, look. Eo's coming in. Yeah, the baby face just won the title. Woo. Eo's cashing in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how that went. And I think Jeez. it was the performance in Puerto Rico that really did it. Like, they loved her coming into this, but goddamn that match. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, Eo is our new uh, women's champion. I'm happy about it. If the rumors are that Kyrie is coming back to WWE, I'd love to see them in a feud with mm-hmm. each other. I would just love to see sh- shades of stardom in other companies where they just beat they the shit out of each other. Stardom by name. At Michael Cole drops stardom did. by name. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure Austin's Vince was in his air. 
pretty sure if Vince was in his ear, he'd probably be like cursing him out. But yeah, he has come a long way since being in stardom. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. Michael Cole has job security. He doesn't care. And then we have all the TikToks Endeavor. and Twitter videos of the post match and everything of uh, them backstage damage control with the title. And it's just everybody. It's the fun. Yeah. Everybody loved that. Eo <laughs> Eo getting a handful of cake before she went into the into yes. the uh, and and trust me that woman knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just everybody liked that that Eo is now a champion. Me. So it this should be an in more interesting couple of months for Eo coming up. Yes, if what I think is going to happen, what I think you know, is going to happen, and notice and no, and if you notice the. Uh, they really, really are trying not to put Oscar in there with her right away, because they could no, have that's, easily that's have Oscar retain the title. They could that's have just... Oscar retain retained, and then Eo would cash in on her and all that. But they leave they're saving that for later, and that was yeah. obvious in this match. If you're telling me at WrestleMania we're just getting a full Joshi style match of Eo and Oscar, it's going to just tear the fucking house down. Yeah, just <laughs> sign me up for that right away. Yep, yep. yep. There was the. Uh... I saw the clip going around on Twitter of one of EO's like moves that she doesn't do in WWE anymore. It's a like front flip off the top turnbuckle into a drop kick. And I was like, God damn, where is this EO? <laughs> like everybody in WWE is just so so tied down to the safety. I will say as a result of that, they generally last much longer. Surprisingly, yeah. Uh, Surprise! They, they're it's making amazing. efforts. That, that's it's amazing. Effort. It's amazing how playing it safe keeps you safe, but the matches are just kind of fucking cutter most of the time too. Yeah. Uh, Give and take. Then somewhat. This match, main event, the fourth of four of them, according to the <laughs> the live show. I fucking hate that. Here's I've our four been main that events this entire tonight. time. <laughs> like, oh, main that's event. not how main it's events just, work. I, you don't understand the meaning of the word. Uh, you keep saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. The plot hole in this one was this was a tribal combat match, which means that even though it was no disqualification, it could only be Roman and Jay. And then we had two interferences. With special guest stars. With special guest stars and <laughs> returning. It's like... What was it we said earlier about WWE just ignoring rules sometimes? Yeah. It's just this Dude, is supposed to be... Never... They never really like went over the rules of tribal combat. I think they did on TV, but then they did not bother to go back over them on the pay-per-view for reasons, I believe. Uh, Jay comes out looking like a goddamn superhero to this crowd. Jay looks great. He he comes out. The Uso Penitentiary songs back. I think that was the that was they that was the not their recent theme, but the one before that too. Back during the whole New Day feud, because they have gone through a few. Uh... Using, he's been using that for a while. Okay, I just haven't heard it in a while. I've always heard them come out to it, fucking Romans. They come out with Roman, yeah, yeah. Uh, I put my note here. I'm pretty sure that Jay is the Sean to Jimmy's Janetti at this point. I think Jimmy Uso just he keeps getting in trouble outside of WWE. And Jay's just moved up to being that star now. I mean, to be fair, Jimmy Uso also has a whole wife and things to do. And uh, as yeah. far as I know, Jay doesn't. He's Jeff Hardy, but without all of the Jeff Hardy issues. A few okay. of them. <laughs> a few you of know. them. Yeah, well. Yeah. A few of them. Uh, this match starts kind of slow. <laughs> but it picks up. This is also Roman's... Longest singles match, apparently, that I've learned from Twitter at 36 minutes. So, yeah, and it did kind of feel like that. Uh, but there was a lot happening in this match. Mm. And very early on, it looks like Jay might have fucked up his jaw or a tooth because he's uh, sitting there trying to work out something in his mouth for the next like five minutes. So that might have. Uh, done something. Uh, Jay gets a lot of offense in after a little while. Like this was a match where Jay looked like he was in control for a good portion of this match going into it. Uh, and then you have Paul Heyman outside, just 
being the fucking slimy manager that he is. Paul Heyman like, was just out there crying to Jay like, cr he's your brother. He like, loves you. Yeah, he's just trying to plead with Jay to not it's kick like the shit out of Roman. And not I'm like, kill him. And it was, it was just so, it was perfect. I love Paul then, Heyman, man. We were watching it and they set up the table on the outside and then did nothing with it. And all I could think of was the YouTube video. Sometimes foreshadowing is relatively obvious. Like somebody's going to be going through this table at some point in this match. It's Chekhov's gun. Wrestling subscribes to Chekhov's gun. If they, yeah. if they put a table down, they have to reference it later. Uh, Roman eventually gets control and just beats the shit out of Jay with a kendo stick to the point I think they actually fucked up his thumb a little bit. Uh, I don't think it was completely bleeding, but you could tell that Jay was holding his hand. It looked like there was some blood like between here, so maybe uh, Roman got a little too swing crazy. But this match, for the most part, uh, was just all over the fucking place in like the best way. Yeah, we got ch a bunch of chairs thrown in to the ring. We got the uh, pulled out the strap. Right, and started hitting, started wailing oh, man, on him. You know, started whooping on him. It was a leather strap in this match. It, 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 it's like they saved it for being too painful by making it a little wider than most all leather straps are, so it's not as painful to be hit with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was just like a crazy goddamn match. All the chairs, the tables, the kendo stick, the leather straps. It went into the crowd for a bit and came back. It went back. into the crowd and then Solo arrived. Of course. And to be fair, though, uh, I think Jay did take control again because he pulled Solo into the spear and kind of got control back for a bit. And it's just Jay just looking like a goddamn hero in this match, man. Yeah, no, like Jay, if you didn't know Jay Uso was going to be a main event star before this, yes, this is this is what you see. This is what you get. And it's just it's more and more Jay Spears roaming through the barricade, that usual spot that we have in most Roman matches is somebody goes through that barricade mm. uh, near the timekeepers. That was a cool little callback. He puts solo through the table. Spears Roman and is going to get the win until somebody pulls him out of the ring. And this is where I feel the bloodline story has jumped the shark. With special guest star. With returning guest star, Jimmy Uso, who turns on his brother after months and months and months of supporting Jay. Why? That's all I had the question. It's like, how are they going to spin this to make any lick of sense? Like, yeah, because I'm just sitting here like, because okay. Roman looks shocked. Heyman looks shocked. So he's not recruited. This is just Jimmy doing something. I have no idea what they're going to do with this, but I know it's probably going to lead to a match at WrestleMania if they drag this out long enough. They do want to have a match. Like, I think that was their one thing. It's like, we want to wrestle each other at WrestleMania. And I think this is the start of that process. Because I, I can't explain story-wise how this makes any sense. Especially because with Jimmy, who was the one who convinced Jay to yeah. leave the bloodline and turn on Roman. So Because it doesn't. And that's like, I think we're Problems. just out of... And then they were like, what was the interview? Paul Hammond's like, this is the bottom of the third inning for the bloodline story. And I'm like, please, God, throw out the game. Like, Let's put a, put a pitch clock on this fucking storyline because I'm about done with it. I can't do six more innings of this bullshit. <laughs> like, I got work tomorrow morning. I can't do this shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have no idea where the fuck they go. I have no idea what the reasoning is. I'm morbidly curious to see if they fuck this up or not. Let <laughs> like, them tell their, I don't know. Let them tell their story. It's tonight or at some point after this it's podcast. Tonight so. or Friday. Friday night. But I guess we'll we'll wait and uh, see what they do with that. But um it, it'd be interesting to see how they explain their way out of this one. Yeah, I'm just like oh. why? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just like, literally, why? That was the first thing it's like I thought back to the story, thought back to all the bloodline stuff, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And it's like, 
man, they're just going to draw this out, aren't they? <laughs> like they're yeah. going to draw out this whole family storytelling. Hey, look, I, I'm all for all the NOIEs to get like collect their this, money. This is the equivalent of a show losing like a main cast member, but then that character gets a spinoff. It's like the angel to Buffy. Like, <laughs> it's ah, Jimmy. Damn. It's Jimmy and Jay having their own show now while Roman is still doing the main thing. But Angel was sort of good though. That's the problem. I don't know if this is going to be any good or not. It's, uh, it's just, the it's the Doctor Who to Torchwood. Yes. Yeah. What else can we throw out? It's the uh, <laughs> it's the SVU to SVU. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a Law and Order to Law and it's Order. The criminal intent to SVU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's just like, okay, let's see where the fuck they go with this. Oh my fucking but, god. But that's a that's a thing, right? You all wanna see where it goes. No, I'm gonna fucking watch I'm gonna watch clips on Twitter. I'm not gonna watch the goddamn show. <laughs> like, yeah, but the the point is you're invested and you wanna see where it goes is the thing. Because as some as a creative mind, as somebody who likes to write and likes to detail stuff like D D campaigns, I just uh-huh. want to know how the fuck they shoehorn this in. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is this is new a new challenger approaches. How, how, <laughs> however you try to justify it, buddy, you you've lost. They won. Yeah, it's just so now the bloodline in the main story is Roman solo, and there's some dissension seemingly there. So now it's whoever think... Cody goes through to get to his feud again. I want to say that that this is me speculating. I don't have any insider information or anything. Uh, but I think this is just the, like the Usos dream match is each other. Yeah, this is them building that up to WrestleMania. Yes, this is them removing themselves from the Roman story now. Yeah, uh, to get that match, which I'm pretty sure Jay might go over because they are shooting for main event Jay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not just a it's not just a nickname that uh, he's a main event star. They introduced him as it. They introduced him as main event Jay Uso. So yeah, and, and as far as Roman goes, I kind of maybe see where they maybe go with him versus solo at some point but no. you know he's not going to be on tv for a while so i think they're just skipping right to the cody build-up with him yeah so i think that's where that goes next but you know cody in the meantime has to have three months where he's pretty much doing something so trials and i don't know who they're gonna put it I'm, like, I'm thinking i'm like who the fuck are the who the fuck are the heels on these shows right now <laughs> like i don't know yeah Frost, who's going with AJ, you got Judgment Day, who's probably about to do their own thing or continue their feud with Seth Rollins. Like, it's, I'm like, who the fuck else is there? That could be considered, like, a threat of some kind. Do you send, like, do you send Cody after like, Gunther? Like, I don't know, it feels like WWE's going through a soft reboot right now. As it should, after every four months, but, you know, they have pay-per-views yeah. every month, so. But... Well, this yeah. is one of their big four, so th- it makes sense to have a soft reboot after this. Yeah. Uh, there was a quote from Michael Cole after the Logan Paul Ricochet match of this match was great, but the ending sucked. And that's how I feel about most of these Roman matches. <laughs> these matches yeah. are great. The ending sucks. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, it applies. Uh, um, but I, I will say once again, like like I said, the whole pay-per-view through the right people won every time. Yes. Because like, what's Jay going to do with the title right now? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a... I guess we'll see. Uh, but favorite match other than the card for you guys? Uh, I'm going to put... I'm gonna, it's a toss-up between um, the opener and the IC match. It's still Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Yeah. After, even after that, you know, incredible Seth Finn match with that amazing ending. I'm still going to say Seth Logan Finn. Paul. That was, say, that was highly entertaining. Yeah. I thought Seth Finn was really good. I think, I, think of, I think they're really close. Yeah, out of all these matches, I think I'm going to probably lean to the uh, Seth and Finn match in terms of just storytelling, match structure, the pace of it, like all the in-ring stuff. It just kind of hit every, you know, little... It built a good story. It built a good story, and it had a lot of, it had a lot of stuff that made sense going into it, too. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, an okay SummerSlam? So it was decent. It was it a, got better as time went on. It was yeah. an event. 
but yes, it did get better uh, this time. The second half of the show was more top loaded uh, with the big matches and stuff like that. And the high moments, EO was cashing in the Finn Seth match, the Jey Uso match. So, yeah, uh, let's see what the fuck they build to pay back. So, four weeks to go. Four weeks. It's a. Uh, Eight WWE episodes, and we have what? There's two weeks till one all of in? them is tonight. Yeah, two weeks till all in. Yep, yep. Which we are getting uh, FTR three and Young Bucks. Or FTR, FTR and Young, Young Bucks, Bucks three, three is going to be good. Which uh, is the perfect stage to do that on. And supposedly getting Joe Punk four. Yes, Joe Punk five. I I do not count that quarterfinals match as okay. Joe Punk four. Okay, yeah, we're getting Joe and Punk again. That was an exhibition match at best. Uh, We're getting, I believe, Jeff Jarrett versus uh, Grado, who's a British like comedy wrestler on the indies over there. Uh, And if huge over there in the UK, who's huge over there, he has a he has a win over Drew McIntyre on the indies. (laughs) Uh, And if Tony can get the rights to it, if Tony can get the rights to it, the whole stadium is going to be singing Madonna's "Like a Prayer" because that's what he comes out to. So. I mean, RVD came out to walk. That he was did. an ECW theme, so yeah, it ain't that hard. Tony Khan's oh, just RVD like, versus Jack Perry. Yeah, uh, I think Maybe. that's to. I think that's this week. Oh, that's Wednesday. That's yeah. Wednesday. But he came uh, out uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he came out to. I'm like, God damn it, Tony Khan's Tony Khan's sparing no expense on these fucking intro songs. Tony Khan's got that fucking WCW Ted Turner money. <laughs> It does. Uh, so yeah, so we have two weeks for All In, four weeks for All Out and Payback. Oh fuck, are they the same weekend? I think they're probably a week or so apart. I think so. Give me a second. I'm, I'm looking up. Oh no, we might have to double tip episodes. Oh shit. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, oh no, September? I get to talk about wrestling with my okay. friends. Payback is September 2nd and then All Out it's September 5th. September 3rd. Oh, God, they're the same fucking oh. weekend. Oh, damn, they're double, <laughs> we're double dipping. Uh, oh, okay. Thanks, okay. WWE. We'll do a special four-hour episode of both shows. No, we'll split it off, but it's going to be like a back-to-back week. Kind of. Yeah, it's going to be a back-to-back like session thing, Monday and Tuesday, for us on our recording days. Yeah. Oh, so much wrestling. Good thing we don't do a weekly show with all the episodes uh, of the I week. It'd be so difficult to keep not. up with shit. I, it's like you have to make that your living. Like you can't have job like we do, and then watch six different shows and then talk about them. I have to make calls, guys. That that's what I that's that's my thing. I have to make calls, so no, I don't get to. Yeah. Do that. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm I will with... say. I will say uh, with the way that we may be critical on on, you know, some of the matches here, wrestling's still in a good spot right now. It is in a good spot. It is in a healthy spot. There is a lot of options. Uh, mm-hmm. The creative side of things has gotten better with Triple H kind of at the helm, even though he is starting to show a little bit of weakness in some areas, like just the general lack of attention on the women's division at SummerSlam, aside from... That's with both WWE and AEW. Right. Say, Tony Khan can't do much been, better. It's been in kind of a down trend lately, which kind of sucks, because there are a lot of great female wrestlers, and they all deserve screen time, but there is still... For some reason, with WWE having a three-hour Raw and stuff like that... At least more... we can trust... At least we can trust Triple H to push his kids. So when Eos Sky or Ray or whatever happens, yes. so he can that, he can push his kids at least. Eos, uh, yeah, uh, Triple H's kids are taking over right now. Yeah. So, and uh, we're getting a bunch of new shit just all over the place. Like mm-hmm. New Japan had a great fucking show over the weekend. Uh, you have Impact, who people are still sleeping on. I mean, it's less viewed but they've had the more most consistent like storytelling and they still uh, have the best women's division in north america and they do have the best women's division by a long shot it's just yeah wrestling's in a very good fucking place right now and i'm very thankful for it because if honestly if hw didn't come around i don't think this podcast would have started because i wouldn't have gotten back into wrestling as hard as i did 
So, yeah. Well, here we are. New still waiting on. I'm still waiting on another AEW show to come here. By the way, I want to see the new set. Yeah, we're uh, oh, a collision in our area uh, of the Hampton Roads area of Virginia Beach. We are going to a show. I'm going to a show on September 11th. So we're going to go see Raw live. Oh, so that, that's nice. gonna be fun. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the show. Uh, it's always it's fun, good. always good when I'm out with buddies too. I usually just go to a friend's house and watch it. So it's always a good reason to get out of the house and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we have a B-level pay-per-view coming up with Payback. So we'll see what they do here on this ascended Monday Night Raw episode called a pay-per-view. <laughs> that's, yeah. all, that's what their B-levels are. Like, they're just glorified they're just TV episodes. Yeah. It's pretty much it's it's pretty much the same thing you probably see on Raw or SmackDown, but you know they're just stressing the importance a little bit more. Yeah. Anybody else have any uh, final thoughts here? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. I think I've said all I need to say about SummerSlam, but like I said, it it wasn't one of the best SummerSlams I've watched, but it was decent, you know, for what it was. Yeah. A few a few low spots, but a lot of uh, a lot of the right people winning. Which we talked about it stuff. The finishes made sense finally. Yep. So, which is something that hasn't happened the last few years. Some matches just have weird finishes. So, yeah. But yeah, all right, Duck. If you want to take us away. All right. Well, that was uh, you know, that's us. <laughs> uh, you can do all the stuff. I'm sure the 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 exit theme will will tell you what to do. Yeah, we'll um, have but- our. Uh, have our big, we'll have our outro. Our outro, if you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, we do have our links down below for yep. the not-so-active Twitter, but I do post on there every now and then. Uh, just the general what culture, uh, not what culture, without context. The WC threw me off there real hard wow, for a second. <laughs> I just, quit. I quit. I, I, I used to watch a lot of what, uh, what culture wrestling yeah <laughs> like all their videos so the wc threw me off for a second so um anyway yeah uh i've been decca that's sharky that's x and uh we'll see you next time yep see you guys on the next episode have a good one Maybe. thank you for joining us for this episode of the square triangle find us wherever you get your podcasts under the without context podcast find us on youtube at youtube.com slash at wc network